didn't miss a beat there, did he? Thank you, Craig. Thank you, everyone. And good morning again. Good morning. You know, now and then I take a look at the financial markets because I have nothing better to do. And I read some of the reporting here and there. And on Friday, Barron's online had this headline, Lights Out for Stocks. The article began, Scaling great heights, whether climbing a Himalayan peak or watching the market rise comes with great risks and must be monitored every step of the way. And the higher you go, the greater those risks become. There's an old Irish adage that's in there that reminds me. My, my old Irish grandmother used to say to me, Raymond, just remember, the higher a monkey climbs, the more he shows his behind. <laughs> so, try to keep that. And the higher you go, the greater the risks become. Climbers feel numbness in their fingers and toes and a lightness in their heads. Investors can feel the same things, if for different reasons, as the market lurches from peak to peak. The question becomes whether to turn back or to keep trudging higher. I thought about that, you know? I thought about monitoring risks. We live in a time where we, we sort of monitor everything. We keep track of everything. How high the risk is, how low the risk is. Climbers and divers pretty much feel the same thing. The numbness in the toes, the coolness, the lightheadedness, depending on the dive. And it's easy to feel as though we're lurching sometimes from one thing to the next. Where we don't get a chance really to process everything. There is, there is one report and then hear now the news. You know, it's like, wow, how do we keep up? And sometimes it is easy to wonder if we're moving forward or if we're moving backward. And certainly things have been like that for a while. I just glanced at the headlines last night as I was putting some touches on this. Hurricane Harvey, enormous power and the stories, I hope I can't stay with it all because it's just too much. But I go in and I go out and I focus particularly on the stories of those people that are really sacrificing to help each other. And there's heroic, wonderful stories. And then there's some craziness. The nurse, did you see that? The nurse in Utah that got roughed up for protecting the patient's rights? It was like, oh. And then populism, is it rising, is it falling? Do we even understand what it is? Is it good, is it bad? And of course the investigations and the wildfire in LA, just going down the list, and DACA, so important that we do everything we can in the ways that we can to support all of those that are encouraging all in our government to make sure that the dreamers continue to have a place here and then the debt ceiling, and open or shut down the government, and Affordable Care Act, and sonic attacks in Cuba? Did you see that? And of course, there's a new iPhone coming. <laughs> <laughs> we go from one thing to another as though we were Jane in Tarzan or Joe in Tarzania. 
swinging from vines, grabbing one and then going to the next. And sometimes I think we are going too fast for fast. A cure for that, I don't have. A resolution for every ill problem, disappointment headline, no. Yet gratitude for every day, yes. Yes. How is that possible? How is it possible to lurch from one high to the next low without whiplash, lightheartedness, numb fingers, or chilling of our spirit? It seems we are programmed in a way. There's something in us so that once we remember we are more than all of this, that there is more than all of this, we get some perspective. Without that simple step of pausing and remembering, it's too easy to get caught up in things. But when we do pause and we do remember that we are more than our minds and more than everything around us, things start to reframe. It's in the book of joy. I put it into our e-chimes this week as I was going through the book of joy. And what it says in the book is, quote, it's seeing our lives and one another with a God's eye perspective. It's on page 199 if you want to check your copy. And it says this, taking a God's eye perspective allows us to transcend our limited identity and limited self-interest. One does not have to believe in God to experience this mind-altering shift. The famous overview effect is perhaps the most profound example. Many astronauts have reported that once they glimpse the Earth from space, a small blue ball floating in the vast expanse, lacking our human-made borders, they never looked at their personal or national interests in quite the same way again. They saw the oneness of terrestrial life and the preciousness of our planetary home. This is a uniquely human slash spiritual ability. This consciousness and ability to rise to a meta state above a state that is looking over ourselves and one another beyond the processes and the resultant emotions of the mind and heart, rising above it all to embrace something even greater, greater than any event, no matter how disturbing, how numbing, overwhelming. It's really something, you know. It's a hidden strength found in believing in a higher power, if you like, God by the name I choose, or however you may know the presence of the I am in your life. We all have it, even if we don't think about it, it's here, we have it. And even at this moment, if your mind is drifting as mine often does, if my voice gets too low or too inaudible or my articulation is poor 
or I don't remember how to use the mic properly, even if we come here totally engaged in outside events, concerns, or even if we can't wait to get to something that's next. Even in all that, the reframing ability, the conscious or unconscious awareness of the God perspective that we share is being nurtured. It's happening now, as we sit here, now, whether we do anything at all, now. We are in charge of our mind, if not totally, enough to set this in motion in a way that can be calming, with clarity, and with peace, and maybe even acceptance. We do try to run from things. Have you noticed? <laughs> acceptance is sort of like, oh my God, not acceptance, no. And it's a natural response to run, especially when things make us uncomfortable or threaten us. To run out of the bushes of life, run from the thorns. We run through the briars and we run through the brambles and we run through the bushes where a rabbit wouldn't go. Out of that came the voice of God, imagine. <laughs> and what did God say to Moses? Moses was already up to his ears in dilemmas and problems and things that I am sure he thought were going way too fast as well. What did God say to Moses? Moses, Moses. Everything around you is sacred, holy, hallowed, blessed, revered, sanctified, venerated. Slow down. Take your shoes off. Moses, do you realize that? Do you realize who I am? And once Moses knew, if not by name necessarily, he hid his face in respect, fear, Shame? Worry? I wonder how hiding your face in the face of God makes God feel. But God just continued on. Moses, I hear the cries of my people. I hear, Moses. Did you know that I hear? Did you know I could hear? In fact, Moses, I have even felt their sufferings. Yours too. Did you think I was or am unfeeling, distant, detached? I'm here to rescue those whose cries I have heard and whose sufferings I have felt. I am going to take them through you to that land, to the place where milk and honey flow, sweetness and light, serenity and peace. And there will be signs along the way, Moses. Watch. Stay awoke. Watch, I am with you. But God, who are you? Who do I tell them you are? What's your name? I wonder if Moses was really asking. 
Maybe if we know your name, God, you won't leave us. And God's answer, I am. I am God. I am with you. I am all around. I am with feelings. I am walking before and alongside you. I am. I am. I am. Now go. Put your shoes back on. Go forth in this sacred and holy and revered place I have given you. And be not afraid. Be not alone. Be not lost. Be not not. For I am. It's a tall order, you know. Knowing that I am is with you. Doesn't mean that everything's going to turn out the way you want it, does it? It just means I am is with you. Whether things go your way or not. You know, this is powerful, powerful science, art, theology, philosophy, physics. The thought that God is with us. That I am is always here. To hear our cries. To free us from the bondage of our own selves. When fears wrap us up too tightly. To know that the risen Christ is with us. I have told the story before. I was verklempt. You know, a mess. I went for a long walk on a cold winter's day through the trails of a park in the Bronx. And I had a one-sided argument with God. Because I don't know how you have a two-sided argument. It was a one-sided argument with God. And at the end of that walk and tears, at the end of talking about all the things in my heart that made me cry, after a period of time, suddenly everything got quiet. Through the deep structure of all nature around me, the trees, the leaves, the grounds, yes, the bushes, I heard from somewhere inside of me, are you done? Yes, I was done. That long rant I had that day, I wasn't really looking for answers. Why should I be the one to get the answers? <laughs> when everyone who has ever lived has asked for the answers, why should I be the one to get them? But I knew something that day. I knew what Moses was told from that burning bush. I knew what each of us here has experienced. I knew God knew. I knew God knew what was in my heart, my cries. I just wanted somebody to know what was deep down inside of me that I didn't even have the words to express that sometimes makes my days more difficult or more easy, more challenging, more friendly, more whatever. I just wanted to know that I wasn't lost. And I knew that day that just as God heard the Israelites' cries and their suffering, God heard mine. It turned out there weren't Canaanites or Hittites or Amorites or Prizites or Hivites or Jebusites in, any, in my way. It wasn't they who were in my way. It was just me. Just me. 
And once I move back from the moment, move back into God's eye perspective of things, everything changed. See, I needed to lurch from one height to the depth. And then I needed to do it no more. I was no longer the one who climbed to the highest heights because I had to get there fast. Or dove to the deepest depths because I had to see what was there. I was no longer the one who needed the answers or even to know God's name. I didn't need the mysteries unraveled or the world to behave. I just needed to believe. I just needed to know that God heard me, hears you, walks with us. The I am who was before and the we are now. Imagine all that from a burning bush. And look what happened when Moses got the God perspective in mind. Same thing that happens with us. Amen.